Today is Monday, June 7th. We'll explain the first foreign trips for President Biden and Vice President Harris since taking office. They're tackling big issues from immigration to the worldwide economy. Also, what's happening with the severe drought out west and what it means for wildfires, farming, water supplies, and more. Plus, expect more updates for Apple products, who received the prestigious Kennedy Center honors this year, and a new royal baby whose name has a lot of meaning behind it. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in about 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Lacey Evans, filling in for Erica Mandy during her maternity leave. You ready? Let's do this. Vice President Kamala Harris is facing a big test of her diplomatic skills. She just started her first international trip as vice president, and it's an important one that certainly won't be easy. She's visiting Guatemala and Mexico to address the challenges that make people want to leave and migrate to the U.S. For example, poverty, violence, corruption, and more. Harris is meeting with foreign leaders, community organizers, and entrepreneurs. And in the end, these conversations could shape some policy changes. The U.S. might end up giving more aid or partnering with more organizations. But some analysts say they don't expect any big compromises or agreements on this trip. It's probably just the start of many discussions to come. It's all to address a record increase of migrants arriving at the southern border. Remember, since President Biden has taken office, Border Patrol agents have been taking more migrants into custody per month than they have the last 20 years. Later this week, it will be President Biden's turn to represent the U.S. overseas. He's headed to a G7 summit in the U.K., where he'll meet with six other world leaders about the economy. The G7, or Group of Seven, includes leaders from the wealthy countries of the U.S., Japan, Germany, France, Italy, the U.K., and Canada. And already, before the meeting even begins, they've made a historic deal. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and her G7 counterparts agreed to back a new global minimum tax rate of at least 15 percent. This is a concept that has been debated for a long time, and it means corporations all around the world would pay the same tax rate no matter where their headquarters are. The goal is to prevent companies from essentially shopping around the globe to figure out which country can offer the smallest tax bill. The agreement would also force some of the largest multinational companies to pay even more than 15 percent. For example, tech giants like Amazon, Facebook and Google might have to pay taxes to countries where they have a lot of sales, but not necessarily corporate offices. So what's next? Well, the group of seven will have to sell the concept to a larger group of 20 nations that's meeting in Italy next month. That won't be easy since there are some countries who attract big business with their lower tax rates, and they've said they're not ready to give up that advantage. But G7 leaders believe a global agreement is still within reach. If all goes well, officials hope to reach a final deal by this fall. And if it's approved, it's estimated the new minimum tax would bring governments another $58 billion every year. California's ban on so-called assault weapons might not be around much longer. A federal judge ruled it is unconstitutional. More than 30 years ago, California banned the sales of military-style rifles. However, the judge said that ban robs people in California from getting weapons that are widely available in most other states. And basically, it goes against the right to bear arms laid out in the U.S. Constitution. In his ruling, the judge also compared AR-15s to Swiss Army knives. He called them, quote, good for both home and battle. 
Well, California is expected to fight this decision. The state's governor called the ruling a, quote, direct threat to the public safety and lives of innocent Californians. And the attorney general is promising to appeal it in the next month before the ban is officially undone. By the way, California isn't the only state with this kind of law. Six other states, plus Washington, D.C., have assault weapons bans in place. Much of the western half of the U.S. is dealing with a severe historic drought. Scientists with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, say nearly half of the continental U.S. is now dealing with exceptionally dry conditions. And that makes this the worst spring drought in the country since 2013. The worst of it is in California, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and North Dakota. In California, the reservoir water levels are about half as full as usual, and more water isn't coming anytime soon. The mountain snowpack melted two months ahead of schedule, and California isn't exactly known for rainy summers. In fact, it's the opposite. And over the last week, California and other states have been dealing with a heat wave, too. So the New York Times says this could end up having an impact on water supplies, farming, livestock, energy production, and more. And the wildfire season could be another one for the record books. Remember, California had the worst wildfire season in history last year. And at the time, officials blamed prolonged heat waves, drought, and lightning strikes. Well, those same factors are at least as bad this time around. So California is getting ahead of it. During peak wildfire season, the state will have its largest firefighting force in history working on the ground. But it's not just wildfires threatening people's livelihoods. In New Mexico, some farmers are being told not even to plant this year. Crop failures have also been reported in Colorado. In North Dakota, ranchers are already having to truck water in for their livestock. And other states are preparing to have to cut back. Meteorologists expect the drought to last through the summer. Much more news in a moment. But first, thanks to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Your main host, Erica Mandy, is here with more. When was the last time you thought about your mental health? I think it's so important to talk about because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. When anything, even temporarily, might be interfering with your happiness, why not address it? There may be even things you don't realize are getting in your way. So big or small, BetterHelp wants to help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to help you figure out what's going on. And I love that you can message your therapist anytime. And of course, you can set up phone or video calls to really get the full benefit of BetterHelp. They have counselors who are specialized in stress, anxiety, grief, relationships, and much more. And if you're ever not happy with your counselor, just change counselors anytime until you find the right fit. And you always connect in a private online environment. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash newsworthy. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash newsworthy. Former President Donald Trump isn't allowed back on Facebook until at least 2023. Facebook formally suspended him from the platform for two years. Remember, Trump's Facebook account has been frozen since January. The social network suspended him indefinitely following the U.S. Capitol invasion over fears he might rile up more unrest. But Facebook's oversight board said the decision to remove Trump indefinitely was too open-ended. So it set a more specific timeline. Facebook said after the two years are up, it'll analyze whether Trump's return to the platform risks public safety or not. Trump called the decision an insult and accused Facebook of censoring him. 
Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference starts today. At the week-long virtual event, Apple is expected to unveil new versions of its operating systems. For example, iOS 15 for iPhones and iPads. The system is rumored to include a new privacy menu, a tool for tracking the foods you eat, and enhanced features in the iMessage app. Apple is also expected to debut software updates for its Mac computers and for the Apple Watch. As Wired reports, Apple could also discuss progress on new computer chips. And we could see a new version of the MacBook Pro. You can stream the Developers Conference live on Apple's YouTube page. CEO Tim Cook will kick things off this afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Two of the world's biggest tennis stars are out of the French Open. We're talking about Roger Federer and Serena Williams. Williams lost in the fourth round yesterday. She went down in straight sets against a player from Kazakhstan who was nearly half her age. Meanwhile, on the men's side, Roger Federer is also out, but not because of a loss. He won his third round match over the weekend, but afterward, he decided to withdraw out of concern for his knees. In a statement, Federer said he needed to not push himself too quickly as his body continues to recover from two knee surgeries last year. Both Federer and Williams are planning to compete at Wimbledon later this month, and if they win there, they could both end up breaking records for the most grand slams for their gender. But on the men's side, Rafael Nadal could end up beating Federer to it if he wins the French Open. Stay tuned. The star-studded Kennedy Center Honors event aired last night. The annual ceremony recognizes artists, musicians, and other performers for their contributions to American culture. This year's honorees were actor Dick Van Dyke, country singer Garth Brooks, singer and activist Joan Baez, choreographer and actress Debbie Allen, and violinist Midori. Singer Gloria Estefan served as the ceremony's host. The event looked a little different from years past, though. Instead of the usual one-night affair inside the Kennedy Center, tributes to the honorees were recorded over the course of a week last month around Washington, D.C. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle welcomed their baby girl over the weekend. She was born on Friday in Santa Barbara, and now both mom and baby are said to be doing well at home. The couple named the girl Lilibet Diana, and they plan to call her by the nickname Lily. The baby girl's first name is after her great-grandmother, since Lilibet is Queen Elizabeth's family nickname. And of course, the middle name is after Prince Harry's late mother, Princess Diana. It's Harry and Meghan's second baby. Their son Archie is now two years old. The royal family said it was delighted by the news of the birth. Lily is the queen's 11th great-grandchild. That's it for your main news today, but now it's time for Money Monday, where we talk about one interesting money-related news story. But first, here's Erica again with a quick word about our sponsor, FrameBridge. Hey, Erica here, and I'm excited to tell you about an amazing service called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things, from art prints and posters to that travel photo that might otherwise get lost on your phone. And if you need a gift for dad or a friend, get this. Simply upload your photo and order by Tuesday, June 15th for guaranteed free delivery in time for Father's Day. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. Preview your item online in any frame style. Choose your favorite or do what I did and get free recommendations with their talented designers. I ordered frames for our new nursery and their recommendations helped me find such a cute frame. Then it's all delivered right to your door. Or they can deliver to dad in time for Father's Day when you place your order by Tuesday, June 15th. 
So order a custom gift for any dad in your life in just minutes. Go to framebridge.com and use the promo code NEWSWORTHY. You'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com with the promo code NEWSWORTHY. Framebridge.com with the code NEWSWORTHY. Now back to Money Monday. Shoppers are experimenting with new style choices by renting clothes again. The fashion rental market has been rebounding in a big way. The most well-known company in the industry, Rent the Runway, says its active subscriber base increased 92% last month. And the company says it's on track to bring in more customers this year than they did in 2019 before the pandemic. And Rent the Runway's CEO told the New York Times women are testing out styles they may not have considered before. For example, she said demand for crop tops has tripled among women over age 35 compared to 2019 numbers. Other popular items include mini dresses, outfits with cutouts, and clothes with bright colors. But Rent the Runway isn't alone. Other major retailers have been diving into the rental and resale space, like Ralph Lauren, Lululemon, and Banana Republic. And a rental site operated by Urban Outfitters said the number of rentals on its site went up by 25% between March and April alone. All right, thank you for listening today. Be sure to subscribe or follow for free in your podcast app to always see our new daily episodes and stay in the know. We'll be back with much more news tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.